Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily, a place where you can have daily inspiration, meditations, and conversations to help you connect to your own inner guidance. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Lauren Lee. I'm a meditation guide and the founder of Inner Rebel Company. I'm helping you connect to your own inner guidance. Come check out the show. Hey friends, welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. I'm so glad you're here. And this episode is pretty cool. This is all about accessing the Akashic Records for the Soul with Anne Pizarro. Anne is the founder of Body Energy Connection and the Akashic Record Session. She has 20 years of experience as a registered nurse, 13 years as a holistic practitioner, and 15 years as an entrepreneur. I love me some entrepreneurs. She helps people receive answers and tools from their most pressing questions using the Akashic Records. And here in this episode, I asked her, how did you even get started in the Akashic Records? How would this ever become something that becomes what you do for your career? And she explains all of that for us. And so my question to you before you enter into the conversation is, do you have the Akashic Records in your spiritual quote unquote toolkit? If not, that's totally okay. That's why you're here. You've been led to this conversation. The Akashic Records are like accessing a database of information for your soul. It's kind of like Google for the soul. And when you're searching for answers in life, and let's be honest, a lot of us are searching for answers in life right now, sometimes you might feel stuck, unsure, lost, or overwhelmed, totally natural. But here in the conversation, Anne shares that Akashic Records are a very special place that help and assist people in gaining clarity. They are literally the individual records of a soul from the time it leaves its point of origin to the point to the time it returns. So we sat down to talk about the Akashic Records. We also sat down to talk about a message of hope, which I think we all need at this moment. And then how to set up our day to be high vibrational, high vibe. We talk about obviously what are the Akashic Records. And then also something really special that's unique to Anne is that she talks about the soul council. And seriously, I have to be honest with you guys, I talked to my own soul council this morning. I had lots of questions that were just going through my mind and I happened to have a long drive. So I was able to do that. And it's so cool to see how the non-local world will begin to send you signs and synchronistic moments, coincidences. You just have to become aware. And then we talk about how to create heaven on earth every single day, which I thought was such a beautiful way to end the conversation. Stick around all the way through the conversation because at the end, I share with you guys a way to receive a discount to go and access her workshop coming up in September. And that is to teach you guys how to access your Akashic records and your soul council. So I totally recommend that. I'm so excited you're here to check this out and I cannot wait to talk to you at the end of the conversation. Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily. I'm so glad you guys are here. We have a very special guest. Her name is Anne Pizarro. Welcome to the show, Anne. Hi. Hi, Lauren. How are you today? I'm so good. We were just talking before this, and I literally don't know why. I'm just so excited to talk to you today, Anne. This is literally the first time we're meeting, but like my, my, my being, like everything is just so enthusiastic to talk to you today. So I'm just so glad you're here. Yeah, absolutely. It's an energy field thing. I think we were communicating before we even actually got on the actual call. 
No, I just got goosebumps when you said that. And <laughs> for sure, I, I know that for sure, because it, many times today you've crossed my mind and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Um, so I wanted to open the show with something I think most of us are needing right now and something that has been top of mind for me. And, um, you know, if you're a parent, if you're isolated alone, you know, whoever you are in the world right now, I think everybody is needing a dose of hope a dose of safety, a dose of, you know, love and affection and attention because there's so much going on in our world. I want to talk a little bit about that, but I wanted to open this up with a concept that's been top of mind for me and just give you some space to talk about, you know, what this means to you in your life. And I think it'll, it'll be familiar to you for sure. So for what's been top of mind for me right now is that even though it's chaotic right now, and we get new news every single day that something else is going on. <laughs> the drama's loud, you know, the, it's intense. Well, the thing that has really been interesting for me is that I have seen and being in, and, and just witnessing that the universe is truly conspiring to support and guide us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I wanted to give you some space to talk about that. And the one thing that is so big in my life right now, and it's really conscious, you know, you got to be conscious, is seeing that the, the, the nature of the universe is auspicious, meaning that it's literally working for your success. It's literally lining up for you to be successful, not money, you know, not the job that may be coming, but um, for you to be successful and to be, uh, you know, living the life you want to live. So I don't know. Do you feel like that? Do you see that in your life? Do you see that through this time? Do you have, I do. I really do. I feel like this is a time that is really stretching everyone. And the real key theme is pivot and course correct. And I really like that theme of hope because this is a very important driving factor in my life, especially as a parent. I have a 19-year-old and, you know, I, I put a lot of energy, time, and hope into how she's going to influence her generation and her future. And that's such an important concept because at the core of hope is the realization that you're really not alone. Mm -hmm. You can't do this alone. You can't do this existence alone. You need each other. And even though you may be alone physically, energetically, you can connect to that vibration of hope. You can feed into that concept that you've done this before. You've touched upon that feeling of hope. You've gone through way harder times, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and so to be able to carry that energy of hope, even on a daily basis, I feel like we're doing our part for holding and anchoring that light for the planet. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people who are going through some really heavy, hard stuff. And we have to hold that for them, knowing that they can get out and get through it. Mm -hmm. Or else, in a way, it's kind of hopeless, because you can't just hold that hope for you. Right. No, that's yeah. such a good point. Yeah. yeah. How do you do that personally? Like, how do you um, anchor into hope every day? Or, you know, maybe it's moment by moment, but do you have a practice or something you're thinking? Or Yeah, I think that's the most important thing about what this time is giving all of us individually as well as collectively is 
realizing that one action we do can ripple out into the world because there's a frequency that we emit. You are feeling the energy of this call way before we even connected. So that mm -hmm. goes to tell me that our guides, our angels, our soul council, they were already preparing us for this conversation that's happened in future time for us to step into in present time, which is always perfect time, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's about cultivating the most important aspect of my life and practice, which I call my cornerstone practice. I call it MISER. It sounds funny, but it's an acronym for meditation, yoga, supplements, and reading. Mm. And what I've realized is when I cultivate waking up early in the morning and programming how I go to bed at night, how I'm going to wake up in the morning, how I'm going to feel in the morning, what my day is going to even be vibrationally like. When I wake up, I just feel like I'm ready. So the moment I get out of bed, I'm doing 10 minutes to 20 minutes of yoga. And then I make a little bit of something to drink, something warm. I really like something hot to get my day mm -hmm. started. Mm -hmm. So I'll go outside immediately immediately go outside sit in my garden mm -hmm. and i'll do my meditations for about 15 to 20 minutes and then i'll read for about 15 to 20 minutes and then i'll just sit there and really reflect on how it feels that's the truth yeah that's the truth right there in that moment all the other stuff all that drama all that spiral of stuff i can choose to plug into it but if I do, it's going to drain that vibration of hope. It's going to drain that vibration of what I need for the rest of the day for my family, for myself, for my work, for just even being a creator, you know, writing. Mm -hmm. Those aspects of channeling, these are all gifts that we all share. So if you don't set that container early in the day, you're shot. Yeah. This is the reason why we're in a trance when it comes to things like social media because we immediately fall to this thing and it's almost like why you're the most important thing to take care of in the morning mm -hmm. you and your family of course so mm -hmm. i do that thing and then eventually i eat you just have to eat a really good solid breakfast i'll take my supplements and then i'm ready to go for the rest of the day so yeah. what i've found is i've created this habit around this practice so that it becomes a foundation mm -hmm. and it really helps me just i think tap into longevity yeah you know you're tapping into source so yes yeah on a lot of levels you know yeah oh i i do so much and i think what you said which was so powerful is that in that moment that's the truth you know, when, when you are sitting and being, that's the truth. And I literally was just having this conversation with my mother on the phone. Literally what you were just talking about was she was overextended. And I have a feeling that so many of us are in this moment of energetically extending yourself out to all the things that are happening. So environmental issues, racial just equality, you know, rioting uh, or protesting. What, yeah, if you could, what if you could affect that by just your meditations in the morning? Thank when you. you say in one word, I am praying for the healing of our world from COVID-19 and racial injustice. Bam, each day that you say that, that ripple effects and it keeps going and it keeps going and eventually it happens. Right. On a level that becomes influenced with all the other prayers that are building up. So right. this is a 
really important time in consciousness because it's waking so many people up to the fact that they may have been so comfortable in their patterns of existence, the paycheck, the regularity of their schedules, the dependability of structures like school and work mm -hmm. and church. Now those have been pulled mm -hmm. and now we're redefining a new reality. If anything, we're really plugging into ourselves. Totally. Isn't that cool? It's, it's incredible. It's, it's one of the most incredible times to be alive. Today, this morning in my own meditation practice, I was like, my eyes were getting teary because I was like, holy shit, I'm so grateful to be here right now, alive, right now. Yeah. 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 And you know, that's, that's, the, that's the trade off, too, of that awareness and also being present and very visible to what's leaving. Mm -hmm. We have a huge exodus of souls leaving right now in yeah. this span of time, especially with this virus and then other coexisting factors and just the whole stress of it all. We're very right. sensitive beings. Right. So even just little things like that causes our system to go haywire. Totally. So, yeah. And I think your practice in the morning is so, you know what I love about it so much is that it's not like you have set out like do this morning ritual. No, it's like a practice that is truthful and habitual for you and that it's grounding the foundation. It's not like this fancy marketable ritual, morning ritual. It's just what is it, right for you. And it's something that works. Yeah. So it may not work for anybody else. They may right. like need, oh girl, you don't get it. I need to have my coffee first <laughs> and I need to like go to the bathroom and yeah. then I can check my email and it's like, whatever works for you. That's all I say. It's like, it's not even worth it to argue with people. No, no. You own what works for you and I'm supportive and happy for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? There's so we... many things that we could argue about, but why? I was just talking about my husband with this. I'm telling you, this conversation between me and you has already like energetically happened, which is so interesting and so cool. I was just talking to my husband, you know, because now everybody's talking about the political candidates for the Democratic Party. And I just realized that, you know, there's so much drama. There is literally so much drama that I think people are getting sucked into to very much what you're talking about. If you don't set this foundation, if you don't, um, you know, tune into yourself, if you don't realize the truth of who you are as this being, you're going to get sucked into this drama and it's going to, you know, pull you away from what's really important in your life. Yeah. And let's be very clear because there are some people who might hear this and say, well, you know, you're just living in la, 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 no, land. Yeah. Right. And yeah. There's there's a certain amount of information that I think is important to consume so you can discern things. Yes. And discernment is a very important aspect of how you carry yourself as a being dealing with so much stimuli coming your way all the time. Yes. So you have to practice some level of, is that even worth my energy, time, my precious vibration to spend an inkling of anything I can't control. You're right. Yes. Teach us discernment. I think that is probably one of the most important things people need to learn is like a conscious boundary of your energetic being and, and having that discernment. So what does that mean? How can we teach people to do that? Honestly, I think the easiest way to help people really tune in to discerning for them the highest and best choice is to have a way to connect to yourself and your higher self, 
whether you call the higher self source, whether you call that higher self your guides, you know, it's, it's a presence or a force that shows you the way. Right. And you're really, really like lost. Somehow, if you just relax, let go of the worry, an answer shows up. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we're filled with so many questions about what should we do? How should we do it? That the inability to discern just from one question becomes very muddy mm -hmm. because we're not even still enough to see the water become clear. Mm -hmm. And that's what I realized is what's happening is today in my meditations, I sat back and I said, oh, spirit, I was really, I was in that La La Loveland state. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, spirit, how can I serve you more? And you know what I heard, <laughs> Lauren? I heard, do less. Oh. And I went, what? Do less? <laughs> I, what? And then I heard, do less. And that's what I realized was I am getting this message as I am starting to plan for a vacation and I'm being asked to slow down to the speed of nature so that I can just really be present with everything around me yeah. and be more discerning. Yeah. So that when you watch what's happening, the drama, instead of being pulled or feeling reacted, you're just neutral. Right. And once you start being neutral about things, you start to actually lift above to the higher frequencies, higher dimensions even, because your body is no longer containing the stress mm -hmm. of having to discern. Mm -hmm. When you start to carry that vibration of, you know what, this play, this storyline that I'm seeing play before me, I am a participant on some level and I'm watching it as an external person, but this isn't my life. Right. That's not what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. This, right. what you deal with on a daily basis, that's for you. And when you start to realize that, then you start to feel really neutral about those things. Right. Not, not to say you don't care. I really want to be very clear. You can be very compassionate. You can care. You can even take actions. You can step into what level of activism you feel like you need to Absolutely. and do it in a place of neutrality. Yes. Absolutely. And, and anybody listening to this podcast knows for sure there's no spiritual bypassing here whatsoever. You know, like this what's is your work? Oh, hell yeah. no. This is your work. People talk about 5D, higher ascension. You can call it whatever you want. I really just see it as working in a higher vibration mm -hmm. with a three-dimensional body because this is the work you came to do. This is the school you came here to sign up for. There's no getting away from this work until you leave it physically be transitioned right. fully and that's the reason why i'm like whoa what we can do this on different levels <laughs> we have different dimensions yeah, yeah nobody told me this in the manual yeah i know right exactly and that's what we're getting to discover in a way right now all these different people all these people who are creators and artists who are really coming out right now mm -hmm. to share their work mm -hmm. that is the reflection of mass consciousness really tuning into a higher vibration of knowledge mm -hmm. i agree yeah and it it's going to make a little bit of a rift right it's going to yeah. be a light rift and then the dark rift and you start to see the dark rift and you're just like that's not mine right you know and right. if you're in part of that aspect of fighting that war, whether it's, you know, racial injustice, um, 
sexual injustice, whatever level of injustice, I completely salute you because that is what you came down here to do. You are a warrior and that is exactly your purpose. And I, I completely support and salute you. That's not my work. So I have to find other ways to contribute to this totally. awakening of consciousness. And for you, Lauren, this is your vehicle. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we all have our own vehicles. And um, you know, it reminds me of Ram Das who said, you know, we're all walking each other home. And I think that's true. I think there are some people who are these, you know, really on the streets, these warriors, you know, fighting and, and doing things are lawyers who are these conscious lawyers who are asking for laws to be changed and stepping up and, you know, doing what we need to do on this physical form. And then there's also people like us who are doing healing work and energ- energetically, you know, ensuring that there's harmony and peace. So I think it takes it takes the universe, right? It takes the whole collective. Absolutely. And if you're in a place right now where as a soul, you're really on that fence of, do I, do I need to, do I want to do this healing work? Should I do this healing work? Um, Am I ready to do it? You'll never know until you step fully into that work. You Mm got to take that leap of faith into it fully. And for, for the first few years, even sometimes it's a bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. And then once you find your stride in it, then there's a flow to it that you start to organically cultivate. Sure. Absolutely. You know? I think a lot of times, you know, healers were not, first of all, I think sometimes in the village, like in a, in a small, you know, thousands of years ago, a healer was taken care of by the village, you know, mm-hmm. it was a different experience. And then for women, we had very different experiences if you were a witch or, you know, so there's like this history to being in this line of work. And then I also believe, and this is something you said that I, I it was in one of your like recent emails and it just kind of like blew my mind because you, you said something like 90% of the world is like in a trance. It's like asleep. Um, I don't know if I'm using the right word, but essentially that's what you had, had said. And then it just kind of like resonated with me like, oh yeah, like at one point I was too not fully um, aware of all my uh, abilities to maybe see other consciousness or to experience it or experience the world energetically. Like I was very much in a a position where I think so many of us are, where you're just going to follow suit. You're not going to ask too many questions, you know, and then you're going to just do what everybody else is doing. It feels safe. Yeah, right? It feels safe. And what I hear most from people who are doing their, their healing work is sometimes how lonely it feels. Yeah. Being in that space to do that. And it doesn't have to feel that way if you simply think of your community as the people that you're here to serve. Yeah. A lot of people get very ambitious and they're like, oh, I want, you know, a million followers. It's like, you want that kind of energy pulling on you constantly? Mm -hmm. That sounds like it'll drain some of your vitality. But when you realize that you came here to do a certain type of work, to serve on some level, and you actually have a population, a group that you're supposed to work with, Mm -hmm. then it takes some of that pressure around having to look for them or having to, you know, do a lot of marketing. Yeah. And marketing always feels so gross, you know? 
it's because there's a lot of people who've kind of found the sleazy way to do it. Yeah. And they're very good with psychological marketing. And, and I, I really, I resonate more with authentic marketing where you're just, you just write information. It's real. Uh, you know, your content is here to really serve the world. And if you don't have any agenda except to be a conduit for that higher force of source, then you're doing the most important work, which is yeah. turning the light on in everyone's mind. Right. You know, you're doing your part to keep the illumination going. Right. How yeah. did you get how did you get into this? You know, like I feel like everybody has some sort of like a link or a story or well I came from a very like conservative square background Uh, (laughs) my my mom is a doctor pediatrician my dad is an engineer they're both retired and so I came from a family where you became a nurse you became a doctor or you became some kind of engineer and I I spent 20 years in nursing and I felt like it trained me to do this work as to be able to see the body and to be able to know how to actually handle people in right, right. very difficult circumstances. The real pivoting point for me, though, was probably when I was about 24, 25 years old. I had gone to Alaska and I had a medicine ceremony. And I was in the woods with my girlfriends and I just remember finding this tree that looked like a tree stump, like a, a, a chair, a throne. So I mm-hmm. sat down and I leaned back and I looked at the very top of the circle of trees and it was coming into this perfect circle, all these huge tall trees. And inside of it, I could see all these like golden figures, like numbers and formulas and shapes and circles. And I just knew what they were talking about i couldn't express it in a language that would make sense to me but you it was the first feeling of clear sentience my body knew on a level of this is familiar we've worked with this before this is ancient technologies and we're just absorbing all of it because we're accessing areas of our brain that normally don't ever get traveled when we're just in our normal everyday trance right so when I had that happen, it was sort of like something snapped open and I was just like, there's more. And so that led me into crystals that led me into that journey of, you know, reading books and really uh, my, my partner who became my husband at that time, his parents were hippies. And so in the sixties and seventies, you know, they were, they were, around Ram Dass when he, they were peers, they were going through the migration of hippies traveling back and forth and seeding new ideas, new culture. So that kind of connection, and they were massage therapists, so they would work on me. And so in a way it started tuning me into more of awareness of higher things. So when the Akashic Records showed up, it was almost eerie. It was almost eerie because I felt as a child, I saw images as a child where the one thing that I seemed to be most petrified of more than anything was having a walk-in experience 
and not being able to control my body. I was like, why would I be scared of that? People have normal phobias, snakes, heights, <laughs> you know, big spaces, dots, whatever. And I'm like that, which honestly, with all the horror films around, that's a pretty common freaking phobia sure. possessions. And so I, growing up as a kid in the Philippines, I must have already had that higher sight because I could see those kind of things around me as clearly as you and I having this conversation. As I got older, it began to diminish because that was not where my sight was tuned into anymore. Sure. So um, when the Akashic Records started to open, it was just like, it was like an immediate Bam. Oh, welcome home. You're here to do this again. And I'm like, I am. Let me go do 12 other things first. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, she's still repeating the same pattern. Like she knows it, but she just keeps <laughs> running away from it. Cause it's almost like, she's like, I don't want to do this again. So funny. That's very consistent. I think with a lot of times with people in this line of work. Absolutely. My daughter is showing me her little lip gloss. She just launched a cosmetic company. So oh, everything cool. she's, she's 19. So yeah. she's uh, just showing me all the new products that she's making. And I'm like, you go, girl. I love You're it. Making. Yeah. This is the thing about this time. It's like hyper accelerating people's creativity. So I love it. I feel like it's kind of a new renaissance. Yeah. I feel that. Sort of. In a way. You know, I definitely feel that. I think people are look, we can't do what we used to be doing. We're not distracted. We can't, we have to be home. We have mm-hmm. to be with ourselves. You're going to have to listen to what's going on in your own head and listen. To you are going to see a crazy amount of people producing books this year on Amazon. You are going to see a lot of like, you know, digital movies, things that are little creative things on their own. And I think we're going to find a new way of creating an economy that's sustainable, mm-hmm. that's outside of the normal pattern. And Wouldn't that's that what this time is really inviting us to create a new kind of economy that can float above the boat of what I call is Babylon. And yeah. so for us, you know, I, I, I've been pivoting and course correcting for the last four years. That was the message I received. Your exit strategy is around this time. You can't keep pushing it back you can't push it back and so when I finally leaped fully into the work Mm -hmm. I felt really supported in the container that I had worked you know five to six years to build right and so once I finally was in the container it was like oh this can be easy and fun (laughs) oh my god this is like my dream life I love it I love it like oh my god she's so dense sometimes (laughs) like yeah physical hello 3d I'm human. <laughs> I'm human. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Right. I love that. I love that story too. Um, let's talk a little bit about soul councils. Let's talk about what people can get from the big picture, you know, of, of having an Akashic Records reading. Um, most people on this podcast are pretty familiar, but if you want to give just like a general, what is the Akashic Records? And then, but then also tell us like, soul council and then what's the benefit of doing something like this well i gotta say when i received my very first akashic record reading i was 30 years old and i received the story that was the puzzle piece that fit into a bigger story that i had heard and it was this side the male side of my ex-husband's 
uh, our lineage, our connection, our past life. I came with the missing puzzle piece. And when the puzzle pieces came together, I was like, oh, that's the reason why we were ultimately doomed in this life. We were doomed in that life in previous <laughs> life. And it's like, this dynamics keeps coming back because what am I actually ultimately here to learn? Right. And it's as if the most difficult challenge births the greatest gifts and the greatest gifts was I turned to the Akashic records for help. Mm. I was so like pained. I was like, this is a wound I've been carrying for lifetimes. Mm -hmm. Oh, hell no. We're done. We have to be done. I'm not tired. Yo. Yeah. Right, and so right. That's when I realized I was like, through the Akashic Records, I was able to discover that there are these storylines that we've connected our souls to, and they reinforce the different patterns that we have to look and resolve, the relationships that we're here to work on, the projects that we're here to complete, the relationships we're still here to have resolve as well as expand. So there's more than just accessing this library. And, you know, there are a lot of different people who read the Akashic Records. And I really feel like there are the names of Edgar Casey, Madame Blavatsky. These are the great minds that had the initial access. But I honestly feel like this has always been in access for all of humanity in this form as well as other forms since the creation of time. Wow. And the reason why is I feel like Source wants us to know so we can expand in our knowledge and evolve so it helps Source evolve in a multiple dimensional way through mm -hmm. each and every person. Mm -hmm. Because when we start to recognize that what this is, is just basically a gigantic database. Mm -hmm. It's the ultimate data tracker. Here we are. We're so like afraid of having things be data mined. And I'm like, oh, you think that's bad every thought feeling potential missed potential opportunity missed opportunity that's all coded in every moment you've ever felt good every moment you've ever felt guilty every moment you've ever celebrated every moment where you felt guilty about thinking about your ex for this reason or that that reason all of that's encoded and that's the reason i'm like oh you want my address fine take it <laughs> don't don't have any weird people show up or anything, you know? Right, right, right. So what it is, is really, it's a light library. And because light is something that we can't really calculate in a way to contain it. I mean, it's constantly moving. It's constantly expanding. Mm -hmm. There's really no beginning or end to light. When we access that knowledge, it's translated to us in a way we can understand as human beings. And that kind of comes through the filter of our soul council. So really our soul council are a group of beings that are designed to work with us through a question and answer scenario. They're always talking to us. We just think those are our thoughts, but oftentimes when we get an impulse to do something, and we really follow through within the first five to 10 seconds. It's almost like a trusting the impulse and seeing where that leads you. That is them showing you, we're just trying to get you to the next place, the next phase, the next level. And honestly, I even feel like there are times when our future self, because you know, time is always happening, past, present, and future concurrently, if you wanna try, if you could, for just a split second, hold that, concept of time being an all-embracing concept mm -hmm. 
-hmm. It's not just linear. There's that aspect of it, but there's also the circular, the spiral motion of time. There's also ways time bends. And so when we're working with our councils, what they're really helping us do is access the future framework so we can get there in the best possible time. Because our time on Earth is very precious. Mm -hmm. And what we're here to do with that time is very important. So it's, it, there's so much volumes of knowledge that await us in terms of how can I finish this project? Let's look at the ninth, tenth things that are happening in our lives. What are we leaving incomplete? So let's find out why does that happen to us? Are we here to resolve that so that we can really come to closure with the things that we do so we can reach that Zen state in everything we do? Mm -hmm. And part of that is a yes. Mm -hmm. So when we have access to that knowledge, we can really just settle into a more relaxed state that we're on the right track. We're at the right time. Everything that we need is around us and we need to pivot and course correct when we pay attention to where the flow is, whether that's yes. the flow of money, the flow of relationships, the flow of conversations, the flow of energy and how we even take care of our bodies. It's, I think it's important to be healthy, but I think it's also very important that if you have treats and you give yourself something that's you might think is, oh, that's naughty. It's more harmful for you to be down on yourself and to just give thanks for even that choice, the discernment to pick that, which your body was like, we don't care. We want that. We are superseding that because your counsel is like, we want something naughty. We need sugar for our brain. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I something know. other than just our consciousness going, we need something else. Yes. So our council helps us to be able to make sense of all the data we're constantly being exposed to, all the stimuli. And when we realize we can turn to them for guidance, then we can start to develop a stream of conversation with them in multiple ways, like trans-channeling, conscious channeling, automatic writing, connecting with people who are familiar with working with councils. And not all Akashic Record readers are tuned into the idea of councils. This was something that was delivered to me in the work that I do with the Akashic Records because they realized if you were to imagine yourself as, uh, do, you, do you know what a star tetrahedron, like a star of David looks like? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a very balanced shape because it's a masculine triangle, a feminine triangle. When you put that together, you are really working with the energy of balance and harmony. Well, you're in the center of this star of David and all of these points around you are actually tied to the energy of councils. There's your soul council, your business council, your family council, ancestral council, your creative council. So all these councils that you tune into allows you to tune into that channel, that frequency of the radio, so you can receive that information in that time. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the councils were presented to me. And the way that my soul council was presented to me was they showed up with a name. Hmm. I just heard this name and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm hearing stuff and I'm not working. That's not good. Right. <laughs> and so it kept repeating itself until I finally asked, well, who are you or what is going on? What is this about? And the conversation began. And they don't always speak to me in a way, but what they do is when they do have a message, it's very like, yeah, to the point. Right. And this is one of the reasons why I've, I've gotten domain names where it leads to a particular project. Mm 
yeah. or I'll hear something and it'll lead to a particular like creative output, like music or art, or I'll hear something and it becomes the next newsletter topic. Yeah. So when you're just allow that part of yourself to tune into that frequency when they can communicate it just slices through all the chatter yeah I feel like I have experiences and and now that you're talking about it maybe I will ask who's talking to me Mm -hmm. that's all you did you just literally in your own mind were like who am I talking to and then you heard soul counsel or did you hear something okay they said we are your soul counsel and we would introduce ourselves to you now and I was like okay and so all of a sudden I started to see the shape okay they started when I say see the shape I wasn't thinking about anything I was actually going for a walk Mm -hmm. and I heard it when I passed this huge boulder and I passed this boulder and I looked at this boulder and I went hmm there were all these holes in the boulders and Mm. um when I was in Kauai, Hawaii, a few years back with my daughter, we went on this tour and this, the spiritual tour and this, the sister who led this tour was telling us about the guardians, the keepers of the forest, these big mm-hmm. boulders. They're, they were kind of like these reptiles that protected the forest and they became, you know, frozen in this stone and they're known as mo'o. And I'm like, okay. So I passed by this gigantic boulder. It has all these rocks. And I was like, oh, mo'o. And oh. I put my hand and I was like, can I touch you? Without even waiting for a response, I put my hand on it. And then all of these moths flew out and I heard no. And I went, got it. Okay. And I kept on walking. And then I finally <laughs> heard the name again. This is the third time I heard the name. And that's when I realized, okay, I'm like receiving something here. And I just yeah. need to stop and stop avoiding it. Right. So that's when we started the communication. They showed me their name. They showed me their shape. And then I said, okay, well, then who is on my council? And they started to show them different words, like the different angels, different uh, ascended masters, different cosmic masters. And I was like, really? These are all beings I can call on for help? And they were like, anytime. You don't have to carry that load all on your own you never was meant to wow ask and I was like can't I just ask God and and it's like you do but sometimes you just lose faith in the outcome Mm -hmm. it doesn't always show fast enough for you so they're really here to act more like your helpful guides they really try to orchestrate align support connections to be able to lead you that next step you're not just blindly walking there's really a soul blueprint that you're acting on and there's a road that's like a line that you're following and they have all these branches that you sometimes you know deviate from if you were to think about about it as a soul road trip from LA to New York (laughs) think about all the places you could stop right along the way all the people you could see And those deviations are exactly why the Akashic Records exist. Because for every choice, there is now record for all the potential choices that could have happened. And it plays out to a point, and then it's like it kind of dissipates. Like the outcome doesn't go past a certain point because it's Mm -hmm. almost like, all right, we got the picture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's, it's really interesting to realize that 
okay, if certain projects didn't go well in your life, if certain relationships didn't go well in your life, on some level, it did. Right. So for you to waste any aspect of your time wondering why it didn't work on this level is just a waste of your precious time. Right. You just, just got to come to the realization of when these contracts came together, you met the agreement to the best of your abilities, and if it deviated into a different path, then that's exactly what it was supposed to happen. Right. And so our guides, in a way, really just help us make that journey smoother. Yeah. I love this. And I just got like a, like kind of like an aha, I think. Like, you know, every thought that you have is an intention, you know, whether you think it is or not. So when you were talking about that, I was like thinking about the Akashic Records. And I think, you know, for most people listening to this podcast, it's like, okay, they can, you know, wrap their minds around it. They're open to new ways of seeing the world and to accessing different parts that aren't just physical that we can see with our Mm -hmm. eyes or, you know, maybe hear with our ears or whatever. But, um, you know, I just kind of got this like moment of being like, oh, that seems clear to me that there would be a database of all of the intentions that you put out, you know, if they're good, bad, indifferent, whatever. But it kind of felt like the Akashic Records is this place where they live. And maybe, you know, maybe it's not totally accurate. You know, I think there's other like contracts and stuff that are actually happening that you can access here. But maybe those contracts are intentions too, you know, that you've agreed to far before you even came here. Very much so. Okay. And really just upgrading your intention is shifting the contractual frequency. So that way, once you realize, you know, I've learned the lesson around this contract, I'm complete, I'm done. So I'm going to upgrade the frequency so I don't have to repeat this again. Mm -hmm. And that's when you shift the entire framework and it ripples out into effect. That's how, that's the power of choice. Yes. Yes. And your intention is so powerful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like your intentions kind of tell a story of like the theme of your life. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of your, your life, you sit down with your counsels and they really just ask you, did you resolve the agreements, the patterns and the contracts that you were sent down to work with? They don't ask you if it was a good or a bad time. That's for you to discern, for you to really enjoy that. Yet the intentions are the living themes that you emanate as mantras. And I think it's so important for us to have intentions that are alive through word, sound, energy. That was the most beautiful thing that I've ever heard or that I've heard in a long time. Intentions are the, the themes of the mantras you live. That's very much so. Very much so. You know, if your intention is I'm happy, healthy, loved, supported, and whole, that is the picture that you get in your life. Mm-hmm. And when you say things like, I am eating this thing that's going to kill me, you are setting that intention for your life. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a, a tuning in of your consciousness. Yeah, you can say it's a joke, but then everything becomes a joke. And it's as if your consciousness isn't really sure what to tune into that's real, mm-hmm. what's true. Right. You know, it's almost the inability to kind of like settle and really slow down into the feeling. Yeah. So the Akashic Records, when you come in, 
and you settle down to that feeling, you're tapping into the framework of everything you have ever been, everything you ever could be, every potential you could ever realize. And when you get the information, the plan in a way that's logical for you to be able to follow, implementable, that's when you start to witness real change and transformation in your life. Wow. That's a powerful thing. And it does not replace therapy. I want to share that because some of my best clients are actually therapists. And so this is one of the reasons why it's an adjunct to everything that I feel that we just do as human beings. Right. That's why the information is so widely available for us to access right now. Right. Absolutely. Um, Do you feel like sometimes that there are that you may hear something from your soul counselor, you may have an Akashic records reading and be like kind of blown away by what you hear. And then there's this portion of you that's like, yeah, but you know, like you might have a block around actually accepting what you receive. What would you say for somebody who's really blocked in receiving some of the information or, or maybe you need or maybe there is clearing that needs to happen before you receive something. I don't know. Talk to us a little bit about blocks and how that impacts us. I think we create our own blocks. We we create our own self-fulfilling prophecies with blocks by even just saying, I have a block around dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. And what I find is that if you are creating anything in your life from a place of the past experience, then you are going to get exactly the same outcome is that past experience yet when you're in the akashic records and they're showing you the potential that you can accomplish the potentials that you can reach what they're letting you know is you can have this and it's almost as if they have it's almost as if by just switching the channel you can you can now choose to create from a place where you are realizing the potential So it's as if you are choosing to say, okay, I could have this block. I, I may not know what to do, or I can simply step into this next container and start moving forward. And this next container says, I don't need to know everything. I just need to know what I need to know to keep moving forward. Even if it's just a few hours, even if it's just for what I accomplished that day and what I accomplished that day might not make that wheel happen, might not make it seem like I am reaching that outcome. But if you can create from a place where you already have the outcome realized, then you've already overcome the block. Because when you start to realize that this thing that you are holding this awareness to, if you start to even move past that container to start celebrating the outcome of it being Mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. then there's a part of you that's like, wait, I already overcame the block. And right. it's like, yeah, I already overcame the block because we got this. And it's like, well, how did I do it? And it's like, I just decided I didn't want to do that anymore. And just, just kind of turned in a different direction. Right. It's kind of like turning like this. And you can say, but what about all those things that you had to carry and you had to suffer from? And it's sort of like, well, you can perpetuate that story, but all it does is just causes like nails to be in the way of the tires of your vehicle that's carrying you. Mm-hmm. So you, you can either choose to take a longer time getting there, or you can choose to start controlling how you want to think. Mm-hmm. You have to really start controlling 
how you want to think. And that's a difficult thing for, I think, all of us, which is why if you cultivate something early in the morning that connects you to your guides, mm -hmm. that connects you to your soul council, then it makes you have a full circle in your life. Right. You right. know? Absolutely. Yeah. I want to be so mindful of your time. This conversation is so good. Yeah. Like, literally could just listen to you for hours and hours. I want to ask you just a few quick questions. Um, yeah. I thought uh, um, one thing that you wrote in your blog that I just, it really just like hit my heart because I was like, man, people should be asking for this. And I wanted to ask you, what does this mean to you? So you asked, you said, ask for a day of heaven on earth. And what does that mean to you? I had this concept of heaven on earth um, when I was a child, when I first heard the stories of heaven and you're not good, you're going to go to hell. I grew up Catholic. And I, I felt like, why do we have to wait for this place called heaven? What if it was possible for us to create heaven here? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't really fit that Catholic mentality of having to wait for that self salvation. And I realized that I didn't like that storyline. It didn't fit me. I was very mm -hmm. uncomfortable with it. I didn't like being guilted into things at all. And I realized that we live within a container of a benevolent creator. When you, made this contain when you made this statement that the universe is conspiring to help us, I really do feel like we do live in that kind of world. Mm -hmm. So if we conspire to help the universe, then we can actually ask to experience heaven on earth. Now, mm -hmm. we can start to live in an elevated vibration where everything just flows. We have help from our guides. We can communicate with your guides. We're tapped into, yeah, we're going to still feel human emotions. Let's get this straight. You're not going to get away from human emotions. You're going to have to deal when you get pissed off. You're going to get deal with your irritated. It's part of having a physical body. But when you ask for the stay of heaven on earth, you are asking for things to just be set in a very, what I call, irie vibration. Keep it high. Mm -hmm. And when you ask for a day of heaven on earth, you're asking that for yourself and everyone around you. You are raising to the container of Christ frequency. We're yeah. at raising that vibration of Christ consciousness. Yeah. And that's what we all came back here to do together. That's yes. the container. That's the frequency we're all trying to reach, help, reach, sustain, and to hold for each other. So that's what heaven on earth means for me. Yeah. I thought it was such a beautiful thing. It's such an easy concept to wrap your mind around, you know, especially. It's like retirement. Lauren, why do yeah. people wait? Why yeah. do they wait to travel till they're like old and pain? I'm like, no, man, do it now. When you're, you've got the vitality. Don't wait for heaven. Don't wait for salvation. Experience that every day with source. Yeah. Let every day make so, and make it mean so much that if you were to leave tomorrow, you'd be complete. You'd have no yes. regrets. You'd be right. grateful you got a chance to come back. Would it be sad you leave people behind that you love? Of course, but you know what? You reconnect. You yeah. never lose touch with each other. Right. No? I, I do. I think it's a beautiful thing. And it's, it's also just such a grateful circle to just bring us back from what we were talking about initially, which is hope, right? And, yeah. and um, when you do feel in that place where you're like, man, the world is tough right now and it is for so many of us and it's it's okay to acknowledge that it's okay to sit in it you can have the power of choice to say 
I want a day of heaven on earth, you know, show me the way. Absolutely. And the more you relax into that container of asking for that vibration of heaven on earth, the more your guides can really reach you in a way that's just very pure. Mm -hmm. You don't spend the time in doubt. You don't spend the time, you know, thinking thoughts that would cause you to feed the blocks. You actually start to quiet down. You start to step into a place of silence and you just allow yourself to really be yeah you become happier in a way totally. lighter lighter going with the flow yeah and you are just the best oh thanks lauren so are you thank you in la cash in la cash sister i i just appreciate you so much being here and um i wanted to ask you do you think at this point you have a clear like a clear understanding of your own soul's purpose, like your soul's mission. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize it could be something that could ripple. And what I'm really here to do working with my human design and manifest as a manifesting generator. And if anybody doesn't know what human design is, please go consider getting one. It explains how you're wired. It explains so much about how you are as a being that it just takes all that pressure off. And once I really got to the trajectory of this is what you're here to do. And I even received confirmation in the trajectory of my work from a a reader named Maureen St. Germain, who I had, I had just only gotten turned on to. She's been in the field for 25 years and she gave me this reading and she was like, you're basically doing the work that you're going to be doing for the next 10 years. And I was just like, awesome. Let's do this. And ever since I agreed to that, creating content, creating digital courses, really tuning into what does the world need from me Mm -hmm. has allowed me to be able to create um, a way to not only sustain myself, but to serve the world through knowledge, like how to work with your soul council, how to work with your business council, how to understand sacred geometry in a way where you see how the creator speaks you finally understand the language of what the creator means Mm -hmm. when it starts to replicate it's the original storyline yeah so all of these things were channeled from the akashic records so my trajectory is just to channel and to continue creating and continue serving and i feel like it's such a joyful fun work you know you can tell it's awesome well thank you so much for being here thank you for joining the podcast Absolutely. I'll share all the ways that you guys can connect with Anne. She's got a workshop coming up in September that I think is fascinating and amazing. And there's um, a discount too for anybody, you know, for podcasts and Mm -hmm. for this podcast. And um, I'll share all that information, make sure that you guys are connected to her and continue the conversation. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you, Anne. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I'm so glad you were here for this conversation with Anne. She is such a light in the world and I'm so honored for her to join Inner Guidance Daily. I wanted to make sure you guys had all of her upcoming events and a special discount for this podcast that she's offering to you guys to get Akashic Records readings. So let me make sure you have all this information. So coming up September 12th and 13th, she's teaching people through a workshop, two-day workshop on how to connect to the Akashic records and how to work with their own soul council. 
I so recommend this workshop. I think it's incredible and it's such a useful tool to have in your back pocket to be able to access the Akashic Records and your soul counsel. On a serious note, I talked to my own soul counsel this morning and it was so cool just to see the synchronistic moments and the little signs that your soul counsel will send you. The non-local world will send you into the physical. It's amazing. Okay, there's also a special promotion for you guys to get this two-day workshop at a discount. So you can access that at um, the link in the show notes. I'll make sure you have that. And I really encourage you to check that out. Also, you can reach out to Ann Pizarro for an Akashic Records session or a reading. And I really do recommend if you're just interested, curious, like just want to know what would you actually get from a Akashic Records reading, I say do it. It's, you know, something that's going to be really insightful for your life and a very, very interesting experience. And I so trust Anne. I think she's incredible, amazing, and such a light, high vibe person that um, I strongly and highly recommend her. Okay, so that's it. Make sure you stay connected to Anne, continue the conversation with her for all things Akashic Records reading related, anything Soul Council related, or if you just want to, you know, connect with her and, and ask her a question or tell her what you think of this podcast. Um, okay, that's it. Thank you so much for joining. And if you want to stay connected to me, you guys know where to find me, innerrebel.co on Instagram. You can tag me after you hear this, this podcast. If you're listening to other meditations, just let me know what you think. And you can also follow along on innerrebel.co. That's the website and you can sign up for the newsletter. I love you guys so much. And it's so, 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 so good to be here with you. I'll see you in the next episode. so much for tuning into this episode and for subscribing to inner guidance daily if you haven't already subscribed what are you waiting for do it and if you're listening to this podcast on itunes i would love it if you could leave a review it helps to reach more people and it helps to shape the podcast i look at every single review and i listen to all the feedback if you feel like this podcast is beneficial to you I would love it if you would pass it along to anybody else that you think would benefit from this information. One last thing, if you're on Instagram, please let me know. Follow me at innerrebel.co. Tag me when you listen to this episode or to this podcast. Let me know what you think. I'm so grateful to know you. I'm so grateful to be serving this community. Thank you so much for tuning into Inner Guidance Daily, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.